Hey guys, welcome to the Handmaid's Tale After Show on AfterBuzz TV. We're talking holier than thou child molesters. We're talking Aunt Lydia popping wheelies in a wheelchair and much more, so stay tuned. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Welcome, welcome, welcome to last week tonight with John. Just joking. Hi, welcome to the Handmaid's Tale on AfterBuzz TV uh, After Show. Uh, I'm Adrian Snow, and my fellow co-hosts as well. Been here since the beginning, Miss Veronica Bariga. Yeah! Hey! Thank you. Yes. yes. And the lady to her left, always keeping it real, Miss Lauren Hubbard. Hi, guys. All right. So, yeah, we're going to get right into it. We're going to talk about, we have our special segment, Sister... Sister, I always get it wrong. Resist, resist, sister. sister. Yes, <laughs> every time. And the news. So yeah, let's just get right into it. First thoughts. Yeah. So you know, not the most, um, not the craziest episode, right? Mm-hmm. Not not too much going on, but but still a lot to talk about. Um, uh, sort of the moment that stood out for me was Aunt Lydia kind of feeling something. I, I don't know if it's remorse. I'm still trying to figure out when she went into her crying episode, mm-hmm. but uh, that was uh, that was interesting to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would agree. Um, not the most exciting or <laughs> plot twisting, but we did get some uh, good good storylines out of it, and we can see some maybe new alliances forming, so mm. I enjoyed it overall. Okay. Yeah, it was kind of a it was a quieter episode uh, than the pat, first three, so it was kind of like, oh, yeah, right, we are going to start slowing down because we have to do, what, eight more episodes of this? Yeah. So not everything's going to be like, yeah, shut sit, set shit on fire and you know, <laughs> running around and being a resistor, whatever. So, But overall, I enjoyed the episode. So let's just go right into Emily. Emily's in Canada with her wife, Sylvia, and her son, Oliver. Got it. Uh, and it's, I mean, I don't know how I would feel. I take yeah. it it's been like four four or five years at this point. Yeah, he's a Definitely over kid. three. Definitely over three years. Yeah. yeah. So, because he was maybe two when they, two and a half, three. Yeah. So, just to kind of be thrust back into that, what were your guys' thoughts on that, that she was back yeah. so quickly? Yeah, yeah, it was interesting to watch. Um, my whole thing that that's the whole thing that stood out to me the most was Emily sort of not being ready to embrace her child. Mm-hmm. Um, I it was yeah, you forget how damaged uh, uh, she is that she needs time to take him in because I don't know I I don't have a kid but like my motherly instinct kind of kicked in when mm-hmm. I saw the baby I was like give him a bear hug like go right for mm-hmm. it you yes. know and then there was this moment of like okay we'll hug her when she's ready and and Emily is still kind of like you know there's there's a distance there yeah and and so I was like wow she's yeah she's damaged she can't just go in for the hug yeah I I definitely agree Um, when I saw you know her face obviously she had so many emotions but when Oliver even said I'm not supposed to hug you until you're ready and she said let's wait until we're both ready I thought she was going to be like I'm ready right now Mm. but when she said let's wait I kind of was like wow ouch Mm. too Um, I didn't want to call her damaged but I felt like she was so traumatized and yeah. hurt from everything that took place. Maybe she doesn't know how to embrace love or, you know, give comfort just yet. Yeah. But I thought he, Oliver, handled it amazingly well. Yeah. He, um, you know, she was crying when she read to him and then he's read to her. 
that's yeah. so mature of him at his young age. But I definitely love how her wife made sure she remembered who he was. Yeah. They kept the pictures up. Um, you know, he he even drew her a superwoman trying to get back. So oh, I thought that, was great. that all all of their scenes together were beautiful. Like I didn't cry, but uh, my heart was like warm. Yeah, I definitely wrote down the show is trying to kill me when I, <laughs> when we were watching the Emily parts because I was just no. like. <laughs> But it, it, yeah. was, it was wonderful to see that Sylvia did keep uh, Emily alive for mm-hmm. Oliver. That he didn't forget about her. That, you know, it wasn't like... I was Because I was wondering about that. I was like, did they make it out with any pictures of Emily? Sure. Because they oh, kind of just yeah. had to bounce. Right, right. And I know that she is... Sylvia is a Canadian citizen. I believe that's what yeah. they established. And so she clearly was able to... to leave easily and probably maybe maybe they had a home there with pictures there which is how they were able to do it but the I internet, was so confused. They still have access to the internet. That's true. Oh, you can picture. just print that. <laughs> yeah. From That's Facebook. True. Exactly. <laughs> Facebook. That's right. I'm thinking <laughs> my 1990s brain like keep the photo albums. <laughs> Uh, no, but we forget but yeah. it's modern times that this yeah. is all happening. It's yeah. still modern times. So th- it was great to see it was great to see Oliver be God, just so well adjusted. I'm like, is that the future? Yes. Look at that well-adjusted child. Male child. <laughs> what a great child. <laughs> we make more of those. Um, but it was great to just have that the, that moment between them. And everyone played it just to the nines. Like Everyone yeah. just was so emotionally invested in what they were doing that I really appreciated that. It wasn't... I do hope to see more. Mm-hmm. I feel like we didn't get a ton of Emily. I, I left a whole space on my on my notes for her, and it was just like four lines. So <laughs> I was like, oh, well, maybe next time we'll get more. Yeah, but sure. it's nice to see that establishment. And then we're going right into it. There's no like waiting game for Sylvia as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I hope you know they warm up and they're able to be a, a family again. And, mm-hmm. and um, I have a question. So is Sylvia with someone else? That wasn't clear to I me. I was wondering that too. Yeah, because oh, of the ring. Is she? No, I, I, she has a wedding ring. Well, I didn't even think of it because of that. Huh. Because mm-hmm. you know she could still be wearing the ring from them. But what I thought mm-hmm. was interesting was they didn't mention it at all. She didn't really embrace her when they were together. They didn't touch at all. And not only that, but. You know, Emily was like, well, I'm going to go check into the hotel. Right. right. I think it's just a bit much. I don't think she's because... I mean, the couch is there. Yeah. And I get the feeling that she might. But it takes... I think it's just a lot. It's just her... They've gone on and probably... I don't think... I don't think Sylvia got remarried because if she still wears the ring, that usually means that yeah. like, like widows wear their widowers wear their rings and widows okay. wear their rings. Well, so, we'll find out, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, would, I was really cur- curious about that. Yeah, she might she, be in a, a relationship. Yeah, with yeah. somebody else because I mean Emily was in, in love with uh, someone else. Oh, she was. Yeah. Mm. Ah, we forgot about that. And it's a lot. I mean, she had her. She had a, a, a female. Female. Her reconstruction, uh, mutilation. Yeah. I don't know. She had her clitoris Castration. cut off. I was yeah. trying, what was it? Castration. Castration. Thank you. I was like, I was trying to be as delicate with it, but she had her, her clitoris cut off. That sounds so. Um, yeah, it was. Horrible. So, you know, I, I had a whatever, but it, it, it was. So she's been, you know, sexually abused, mm-hmm. raped repeatedly, yeah, and mutilated. Yeah, and, and mentally abused mentally too. Abused, especially, yeah, poisoned them, for months. Yeah. Her lover was hung in front of her. So, like, she's coming in with a lot. So right. I kind of get like, maybe don't touch me. That's true. Um, this is a lot. Okay, yeah, you know. But it, it's 
regardless, I'm happy that we're, we're able to to see her journey versus yeah. kind of her being just brushed to the side and focusing on June. Yeah. But any final thoughts on that one? Mm-hmm. On, on Miss Emily? I'm good with Miss Emily. I think, I yeah. Think I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I do love Emily, and I do love y'all out there in the world. Uh, we just want to send, send a little quick shout out to you guys and say thank yeah. you so much. And yeah, before uh, before we move on to our next topic, uh, we just like she said, we just want to thank you guys uh, for making us the ESPN of TV talk. That is what we are, After Buzz TV. Um, but for us to continue to grow, we do need your help. So sus- uh, subscribe and click, uh, you know, the like button and uh, tell all your friends about the show. Um, share it on social media. You you know how it goes. Just one share becomes one hundred, and the power is in numbers. So yeah, uh, we appreciate you guys and um we just want to say thank you for being part of the after buzz family yes thank you so much as always please do rate subscribe yes do all that jazz find us on twitter and hound us about things and then yes. you know maybe we'll respond you never know uh <laughs> oh, yeah. youtube comments yes. oh yeah yeah no one less thing and rate five stars or don't rate it all <gasps> <What>? oh! <laughs> That'd be fighting words right there. We we love you guys. We do. (laughs) Yes. Does the chat have anything to say before we roll over to the next topic? Yes. Well, Cough2009 says um, they think that Emily's wife is sick. Did you see her hand shake and she hit it? I thought oh, it was just I thought she nerves. was tapping her ring. I thought, yeah. No, I thought it was just nerves. Oh. Like, I'm so shaking that she's mm-hmm. here. Yeah. But um, if she is sick, I guess we'll find out about mm-hmm. it. And Cornelia said it was really hard for her to read to her little boy, but I think Emily is going to be okay and that the family is going to survive. I felt a lot of hope there. We did, too. Yeah. So. Thank you. Especially huh. with that little boy being being how cute and how mature he was. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Being there to comfort her. That was nice to see. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Well, if I ever have a son, I don't. I don't really want a boy for so many reasons. But uh, if I ever did, I would. I would want him to be like that. Get a little man. Anyways, I yeah. Anyways, a little sideswipe. Uh, let's go into Aunt Lydia. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. I'm just gonna give her a little bit of my time because I don't like Aunt Lydia, so she's not gonna get a lot of time. Ooh. She's the worst, isn't she? She's the absolute worst. There was something so interesting about that scene with Aunt Lydia. Um, you know, it's always hard to watch these handmaids just go through hell and back mm-hmm. and her being beaten and all that. But the way that everyone was looking at Aunt Lydia in that moment, the the commanders, the wives, it was like, I don't know what it was, but it was some sort of maybe they saw a sickness in her or or they were almost judging in a way. They were disgusted by this. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe they saw themselves in her and were disgusted in themselves. Mm-hmm. I'm still trying to figure it out, but but those reactions were um were heavy reactions and and it was interesting. I you know, usually they just look away, but they were being very affected. Yeah. I I thought and that's different from before. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I I agree. It was it was as if they wanted to stop her, but no one knew what to say. 
Mm-hmm. You know, everyone was just in shock and in yeah. awe that she actually is, one, doing it, and two, doing it in front of them. Mm-hmm. Right, that's and right. And they're used to, you know, just shame on you or behave, and if they get punished, they get punished in the dark. Mm-hmm. They don't that's see it. True. The yeah. wives and the commanders, they don't see it. Um, mm-hmm. And so now I think since it was presented in front of them, they see the true reality of what is actually going on. And thank God June finally stepped in. But if not, that poor girl would have got beat. Who mm-hmm. knows how badly. But yeah, the reaction on everyone's face, it was just so horrible. And a few of them did turn away because they couldn't even stomach it. Mm-hmm. So and, and what gets me with her is like she has a switch. Sometimes she's nice, Aunt Liddy. Like, I have, I have VIP seats for you. You get front row seats. You know, she's like, VIP. kind of, yeah, Sorry. rewarding the girls. Mm-hmm. But then the next minute, she like beats them, yeah. punishes them, whatever. So it's just like so interesting how her character can flip so easily. Yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily know her her in, intentions always, mm-hmm. yeah. especially because she cried at the end and. I was like, if you're trying to get me to have sympathy for Aunt Lydia, you're really pushing it with Serena. <laughs> I'm not going down that road with you. Sure. But I think it's one thing to to know that people are being abused, and it's it's another thing to see it. Right. And so everyone knows that there are punishments. Like the 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 uh, Commander Putnam has one arm. Okay. Serena has a missing pinky and a leather a leather pinky in place of it. Even off Howard or Janine, Janine, yeah, uh, is missing an eye. Like, like these people are walking out, walking around with parts of their body missing. So clearly, yeah, there is some type of torture that's being involved in Gilead. That's just unspoken, and so it's kind of just like with any any type of, um, I can't think of the word, dictatorship, where we they're all aware that bad things are happening, like. Oh my get in trouble for this, but let's go. Yeah. Putin clearly <laughs> has people disappear and he kills them and he torches them. But it's not like the people of Russia are completely unaware of it. Like it's like, well, yeah, the, yeah. we're aware of it and we just have to keep going. Like this is life and we just have to keep going and that's something that even off Howard not off it was off Howard? Off Matthew mm-hmm. brings up that it, I just got real loud in here. Off Math uh brings up is that you have to survive with mm-hmm. what you've been given. I don't believe that. I don't stand by that type of mindset. But I understand what she's saying. Like, mm. this is the world we're in. Where everyone's just trying to survive. Even Aunt Lydia is just trying to do her job. I was like, well, God. Like, no, that how one do you, is, how she's do a you bit much for me. to do that. Yeah. Yeah, she's, she, I feel like she is brainwashed. But when she saw her child, mm-hmm. I feel like a part of her kind of snapped back like, oh, that really is my son, you know? Mm-hmm. So I feel like she's messed up, but something could snap her back. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. No. <laughs> I'm not sure she's I have pretty, faith in her because she, she has too much faith in Gilead. <laughs> she drank that Kool-Aid. She it's, drank the Kool-Aid. She's full in that Kool-Aid. But at the same time, I also thought Aunt Lydia was full in that Kool-Aid, and then she broke down in well, tears. You so. know what I'm still waiting for? I'm mm. still waiting for Aunt Lydia's backstory. We're in season three, mm. and I want to know how she got there mm-hmm. and what her life was like before she became, you know, um, Aunt Lydia mm. over all the handmaids. So... 
I'm, I really hope they give us that story this season. Maybe, yeah. maybe she was abused. I don't think that's too far-fetched because a lot of times abusers, they sort of um, become the abuser later, oh, on, yeah, later on in life. And yeah. so that maybe It's a common cycle, but that, it, that's true. We have not seen on Lydia's story because I don't know why. We've seen everyone else's story. <laughs> yeah, really. Everyone else is, who's a series regular, we've seen their stories. So that would be nice to see as well. Mm-hmm. Her and Martha. Um, Commander well, ugh, Waterford's, Waterford's Martha. The yeah. Waterford's Martha. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Rita. Rita. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you uh, did you guys think when she was crying it was remorseful, right? When Aunt Lydia, I guess it, to me it was, but then I questioned it because it's mm-hmm. Aunt Lydia. So mm-hmm. I was like, is she just crying because she sees that that uh, people are judging her or that maybe the girls are acting out? Or is she crying because she truly feels bad for what she did? Did you guys have mm. a certain feeling about... I thought she was more crying because... Possible, I don't know if it's necessarily regret, just that she's come so far from maybe from where she started. You uh, know, like, what am I yes, at this th- point yes, uh, that sure. I'm beating people publicly? Like, gotcha. you get yeah. so... I think it's kind of like... And I've never been a soldier, and I can't speak to being a soldier. But I would imagine, and I do have family members who are soldiers, that it's kind of like when you've been forced to behave a certain way for so long. Yeah. And then you come home, and that behavior is no longer allowed. (laughs) Yeah. Like that it's kind of... Well, who am I now that I've that I've been pushed this far, that I've become this person? Like, Mm -hmm. how do I go back to doing that? And so it's kind of like... I don't know if... It's quite the same. Maybe that's right. not a very good comparison, but I, I would imagine that the realization of like, oh, I've I've become this type of yeah version of myself that I don't appreciate or monster. I'm not saying soldiers are monsters by any no, but Aunt Lydia's a monster. But, yeah. <laughs> but Aunt Lydia's a monster, and yeah. so it's kind of like, well, so that's a realization. Yeah. yeah, like oh, well, like why did I do that? Yeah. Maybe I'm kind of like, help what you. have I become? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, apparently Aunt Lydia's backstory will be in episode 8, according to oh. one of the um, people in the chat. Oh, who was in the chat? Ah. Desiree, I believe. Desiree? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Desiree. Good to know. I don't know how you know that, but thank you. <laughs> I'm super fans. I'm going to let you know it. right now. She is good. Nothing will change. Just like with Serena. It took her no. losing her finger for me to have even a, a drop of sympathy. I don't know. I, I feel some sympathy towards Serena. Uh, yeah. Lydia, I agree. I don't really think they yeah. could do much to change no. me. Yeah. But but I, I didn't think they could do anything to change me, and then they cut off Serena's finger, and I was like, oh, actually. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I was, I was feeling a little a little something towards her before that. But oh, yeah. really? Yeah. yeah. Nope. No. <laughs> no. You're hard. No, yeah. But she got you. <laughs> Sure, for now. <laughs> for now. I still don't trust her. <laughs> this she change. still started saying some stuff about God and crap, and that's just how the rules are. And I was like, I'm about to slap you right through the TV, because you know better. So let's just go right into that. Yeah. Let's go into June and the Waterfords. <laughs> oh, great. Good. Yeah. All right. So I don't really understand the whole point of the ceremony. It's just, just, just to say thanks for the babies. Pretty much. That's what it seemed like. Well, you know what? I think I definitely... I think it was used to tie in the whole christening of Hannah's and like tie yeah. in those two stories yeah. together. Yeah. Um, so obviously kind of went hand in hand. Did they christen all the babies in the church or no? I don't think they did, right? That, no, he said a lot of the things that they said in the christening of mm-hmm. Hannah. And yeah. That I suppose they say in baptism. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of like to heathen. mirror that. Just kind of, I think. Is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, the Catholics they baptize yeah. the, the babies. Yeah, yeah. Southern well, Baptist um, Christians do. Yeah. Too, oh, yeah. they do too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. Huh? Yeah. Do the full body when you're an adult. Do the drop when you're a baby. Yeah. Ah, I've seen people do it. I just yeah. haven't had it. <laughs> like, well, it, it was interesting because when I was watching uh, the, a Gilead do it, mm-hmm. um, I thought, God, this is kind of a creepy scene, right? They're like <laughs> celebrating all these babies and yeah. he's got a sermon and everyone's like, yes. And it was creepy to me. But then I was like, wait a minute. Why is this freaking me out when this is like real life church and real religion <laughs> in our everyday world? It's maybe yeah. not, you know, <laughs> visually the same, but it's quite similar that I just had this moment of, wait a minute, we actually do this in real life. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like you said, visually, it was definitely different. Everyone's sitting with their babies that's not theirs, right. the commanders behind <laughs> right. them. You know what Lots I mean? Of, yeah. And then you have the surrogates, if you may call them, sure. you know, watching from the balcony. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of, it's a really weird scene, I agree, but. Then again, it's like if you do christen your child and you have all the congregation and you're at the front holding the baby, so. Is it quite different, right? Yeah, yeah. Hey! I mean, <laughs> to each their own. Exactly. And, uh, respect to your beliefs as long as they don't oh, repeat absolutely. on mine. But. Oh! <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no, no. I'm not, de- no, definitely no, no. not. Oh, yeah, no, no, not that's what I uh, but at the same time, uh, separation church and state. But uh, I think I think that they did that intentionally to kind of show like yeah. that June and and her husband Luke can still have faith. Like they were actually as you know close to casual Catholics or casual Christians as you Who probably cuss could in the be. church. Right? Cuss in the church. I think they said the F word like five or yeah. six times. That I was literally kind of started funny. counting. I was like, All and right. they're there with their like gay godmother and their <laughs> feminist mom. Like, like you know, so... It was like the circus came into yeah. the, the church. But they still have faith. Very cute. And at the same time, like, you can have faith and you can believe Absolutely. in uh, a religion without it having to, to become, like, the thing that yeah. overrides everyone else's life. You know what I mean? So Absolutely. it's just... You can have that. It can be personal to you. You can, you can go to your your place of, of worship and that's fine like yeah. I don't think that's ever been something that the show's ever been uh, disrespectful to or, or, or been yeah. against but it is showing like but at the same time when anything becomes extreme absolutely anything absolutely anything it can be used mm-hmm. as a form of control it can be used as a form of control and all of that yeah and it's kind of I wish I kind of do wish they would talk more about the the parallels of, of and they, they do in their own way there are a lot of things that they don't talk about that I wish they would talk about but yeah. um, the parallels of how like Christians or, or just Americans in general tend to view uh, the Muslim religion And how when just because there are extremist factions within a religion does not mean that the entire religion is bad. Right. Yeah. And so that I kind of was like, oh, this is kind of it kind of mirrors that because when you see Gilead and as an out of control Christian extremist group. Sure. Then you can kind of understand like, oh, so ISIS is kind of just like, are we going to get like blacklisted? (laughs) Crazy crap. I said, I said ISIS. Anyways. Free speech. <laughs> right. but it kind of is the same thing where it's like it, it's a, an extremist group of and course. a faction of a religion that, that doesn't even believe in those things. But they also tried to um, kind of 
not tone it down, but maybe humanize the religion in a way. I don't know if that's the right word, but when um, with the the Miss Putnam, uh, Putnam, oh gosh, what's her name? Putnam. Sorry, Mm -hmm. Uh, the lady with the Janine's baby. Mm Uh, yeah, Miss Putnam. Um, she she was like she said, "Oh, we're good Christian people, or we're compassionate Christian people." And then she let Janine hold the baby. Mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting that. I thought, okay, that's cool. And she also said it in the in the name of God, like compassion through God. So I was like, oh, that's kinda, yeah. That's but she's still of, like, yeah, she's still, you're right. <laughs> held it down while she was raped, and their husband got his hand cut off, and then she watched her be beaten by <laughs> Aunt Lydia. So it's like I'm just I, I can give you like that's true. this tip of my finger. <laughs> but that's pretty much it. You, you know, know what? Yes. <laughs> Since you put it like that, yeah. But, well, but I was trying to see the nice parts that. of this. Yeah. No, but since you mentioned that, what did y'all think about when Janine was like, I thought she was going to do good. You know, she took the baby. She was like, I'm so grateful she has you guys as parents. And then she said, but she can have a little sister, a little brother. I was. Janine just wants to be close to her baby. Yeah, but I mean, hasn't she learned already? No, no. She She's never gonna get it. She's so broken. Yeah, they ripped her eye out day one. Mm. She brings the. It's not fair to say crazy, but she brings the crazy in a way where she tries to. Uh, pretend that she's not feeling these things, but you can't, you know, suppress who you truly are. And I'm not saying that she's crazy, but they've made her, in a sense, they've made her, pushed her to to a certain place. And mm. then she snaps out of it every now and then, and it's, you know... She, but my thing is, like, you can tell all of her screws aren't there. You could tell something's a little off. And like you said, it could be because, because I, they I was made her that way. Brain. Yeah, <laughs> I would but why don't they you? realize this? Because they need her. Yeah. They can't find anyone else fertile. It, they they keep literally putting her in these positions. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. she, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's torture. They, Aunt Lydia knows how she acts. Yeah. Now all the Martha, I mean, sorry, all the wives know how she acts. So why constantly put her in these positions where she's open to say these right. things, where she's around the babies? They, I mean, I don't want them to, like, completely because confine they, her, but... Well, they do because they don't. That's a great point. Mm -hmm. Um, They don't care about the handmaids. Yeah, that's not fair to her to her mental health to everything. That's that's very unfortunate. What you're saying, yeah. But uh, they, I guess, they don't care. What do they care? They don't care. (laughs) Like they're 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 like cattle. You know. Yeah. They don't. They're prized, and they they're needed. But they did originally try to get rid of Janine. They took her to sent her to the colonies and then they're like, actually we still need babies and we we yeah. need so them back, back. So bring her back. So unless, you know it's rare, I think, for them to give up a handmaid. I mean when Right. When I don't not oh gosh, what is the what is the best friend's name? I want to call her Ruby and that's not her actual name. That's Moira. Name. Moira, yeah. Yeah. Uh sorry, it's been a long day. When Moira was ran off, they mm-hmm. sent her to to go be at the Jezebels. Mm-hmm. And she didn't really come back from that, you know? Yeah. She hadn't really she also hadn't really proven that she could have a baby through through Oh that's Gil- true. yes. So Janine has proven she can have a baby. So that's why they're keeping her around. That's why they keep her around. Same thing with of Matthew. Same thing with yeah, uh, June. They're the prized cattle. I hate calling women cattle. Yeah, but no, like but that's how they think of them. Yeah, 
Breeders. Breeders. There you go. Yeah. I mean, that's not much better. Well, that's not much better. <laughs> back to season one, like putting, you know, the staple in the ear. Yeah. That they're, that, yeah, that's cattle. That's cattle. <laughs> oh, man. So it's rough. But let's go into to June a little bit and, and her, her just massive manipulations. <laughs> she's that she's doing such a plotter. I'm like, girl, I'd be dead. I can't. <laughs> I can't finesse for shit. Her. <laughs> I said I said I said that last yeah. last uh last show. I think her relationships yeah. keep her in a certain power position. Uh she's a she's a chess player, you know. Uh she's uh, things are calculated and she's very smart. Um and she was uh, my favorite part was when she started to build a uh, uh, Serena up. Mm-hmm. Right? That's how you get people on your side. That's how like I just, this is not a, I don't know if it's a direct comparison, but a lot of times when you work for somebody and they want you to do a good job, if you're a great boss, you're going to build people up yeah. instead of, because instead of like intimidate them yeah. or, or other things, because then pe- you get disgruntled employees or whatever. But anyway, June, June gets this mentality. She's building Serena up. She wants Serena to work for her in, in some sort of way, right? Mm-hmm. That we're going to find out, um, that I'm excited to see, but, uh, yeah, she's a boss. She's yeah, <laughs> and it, and she also uses people's vulnerabilities to get those relationships mm-hmm. because obviously the Waterfords are having trouble in their relationship. So you first you see Serena go to June, and like you said, she built her up. She tells her, "You're you were smart. You did this. You helped create this. So take your power back." Yeah, and you know Serena's vulnerable. She just got her finger cut off, mm-hmm. and her mom just told her she's useless. So she, right now literally June is kind of the only friend she has mm. or if you want to call her friend someone to talk to yeah. she's the only one she has and then like the next scene you see Commander Waterford going over to her so they both kind of need Serena because she was the glue in their house that kind of kept yeah sorry June because they she kept them going yeah so like those relationships she's playing on their vulnerabilities and she she I hope she's going to get what she wants do you think that her manipulations would have worked if she'd been placed in a different house. What do you is re- that it, that the Waterfords had a particular vulnerability already within them that they are one one of the higher up families, the originators of Gilead, and so they have a lot of power, and because of that power, mm-hmm. they have a lot to save face for. So, would June's manipulations hmm. have worked if she'd been placed like with the Putnams, where he doesn't have that kind of power and he can cut off his hand without thinking anything? Well, I think it definitely is dependent on who she's placed with, because you even seen with Commander Lawrence, mm-hmm. she was able to get away right. with some stuff right off the bat, mm-hmm. and she didn't even really have a prior relationship with him mm-hmm. except for that running with Emily. So, yes and no. If it was the Putnams, I think no, mm-hmm. but. Lawrence, yes. So to a, to a degree, though. So, yeah. So I mean, n- the um, his Marthas were afraid to even hide her, and she just got there day two. She's already sneaking people in. Yeah. So I feel like she she knows how to read people. Mm. Yeah. She knows like where to stop, where to go. Um. So yeah, mm. I feel like it's open for debate. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I say, I feel like she would have risen to the top and found a way to to work whatever situation. I think it's in her. She's a fighter. Yeah. She is a fighter. So she's going to fight in any situation to either get that um, relationship or get out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it might take longer depending on the situation, Mm -hmm. um, you know, or if people have less to lose. But I think that she always has so much to gain Mm -hmm. um, that she finds a way. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Did we come in? Did we come in? 
<laughs> I don't. I don't necessarily think that. I. I don't. I'm not sure if it will work with everyone. Mm-hmm. I think that the Waterfords had a particular vulnerability ah. when she came into the house, and that Fred's desire to be desired by women um, was definitely an asset, mm-hmm. and that the way that she tends to manipulate is very much like quote-unquote, like, on-brand for, like, what people consider female manipulation. Mm -hmm. Like, it is, like, appealing to the man's, like, desires and and insecurities. And even, like, the information she gives to Serena kind of is doing the same type of thing. Which, I don't know if that works on everyone. I don't particularly like that form of manipulation. But she also plays, she also does a lot of different things. She does. Well, the only thing I would disagree is because she even kind of got away with Hannah's new mom. You mm-hmm. know, she I, she came in the middle of the night. She was going to kidnap her. Instead <laughs> of them, like, seriously punishing her, cutting off one of her fingers or right. something, yeah. you know, she was actually like, you know what? Hannah's a really good girl. Mm-hmm. She's really happy. She wants a dog. Like, most people would be like, get the hell out of my yeah. house. That's you're you're hanger. Hanger. L- hanger. Lydia said you should have been hung. But yeah. we also talked about how that was kind of unrealistic. Well, 100%. But <laughs> like, I'm just saying that kind yeah. of plays into her character. Absolutely. I see. Well, let's go ahead and just wrap it up and move into some news. Oh, wait! We gotta talk about the video. We'll come back. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so our first news piece is actually with Amanda Bruegel, which is the Martha for um, the Waterfords. Mm-hmm. So, she actually did an interview talking about how her and all of her castmates unwind, because obviously this is a very <laughs> deep show, and she even said in her interview, you know, um, the first two seasons, a lot of people said it was so hard to watch. It was very deep and dark. So um, she said that ways to unwind is they watch The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Wow. They love to gossip about, <laughs> yeah, they love The Bachelorette. Um, she's a huge Hannah Beats fan. So, um, I mean, yeah, that was pretty interesting. Uh, she actually wants to meet up with her and the castmates, and they want to talk about the difference between uh, Gilead and The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of funny. They also okay. have dance competitions between the Marthas, the Handmaids, and the Wives. Oh, my God, that's great. She said the Marthas do the floss dance, which is like the backpack boy mm-hmm. um, did that dance. And then she did, I don't know the name of this one, but they do this yeah. dance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget what that's called. It's from and, the 90s. Exactly. <laughs> and then their next biggest competition, she said, was the handmaids. She said they get down. Apparently, the wives are too prissy. <laughs> yep. They just do like a little prissy dance. And then next, um, I have some screenshots from Kylie Jenner's Instagram. Oh, I heard about this. Yes. Okay. So some this. people loved it. Some people couldn't believe it because they were like, "Does she mm-hmm. actually watch the show?" So Kylie Jenner threw one of her best friends a Handmaid's Tale bir- themed birthday party. Yeah. So they had the handmade outfits. They had the dinner set up. Um, she even had somebody there that was a commander, and it was funny because they had. Pra- the pra- the drinks that were served were Praise Be Baca and Under His Eye Tequila. Ky- Kylie 
Kylie Jenner's a, a, a big fan, though. She was at a screening, um, I think it maybe last season, uh, for the premiere, or she was at a screening uh, mm. for The Handmaid's Tale and, and walked the carpet and everything and, and talked about how much she loved the show. So uh, she is a big fan. But yeah, the people, you're right. People were like a little turned off by that. They're like, why would you celebrate well, women in this world yeah. or, or make light of it, I guess? Yeah. All yeah, because it was, it was mm-hmm. for like a birthday party. It wasn't for like an actual yeah. event or resistance yeah. type thing. So yeah. some people were like, what the hell? So some people enjoyed it. No comment on, on Kylie Jenner or, or anyone from that family so um, <laughs> well I was I wasn't too bothered by it I, I thought it was cute I thought it was cute too right? I was like alright oh, okay. not the best I mean like the, they don't relate but I thought it was cute Let's go into uh, <laughs> she goes, uh, a woman on. that probably is, 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 you know, a feminist. Uh, <laughs> and into the Resist Sister yeah. segment. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> you might like this girl. Yeah. Um, all right. So, yeah, our Resist Sister um, of the week is, uh, her name is Laura Yeager. Uh, this is really cool, you guys. Um, so she is actually going to be the first woman to lead the U.S. Army Infantry Division. Um, and this is have, has never been done before, mm-hmm. which is quite odd to me. But, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, she is going to lead a unit um, that has been led by men for more than 100 years. Oh, wow. Wow. So talk about breaking barriers. Um, give it up for Laura. Uh, Jaeger, and uh, she is our Risa sister. Of awesome. The, of the week. More power yeah. to you. That's Congrats, a big deal. Laura Yeager, and thank you for <laughs> serving your country. All right, so before we go into predictions, mm-hmm. just say, let's get out real fast what you want to say on the tape. <laughs> the tape. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we at take. the very end, yeah. they show the Waterfords um, a little video on an iPad yeah. of their baby. Yeah. Which is actually June's baby. How did they recognize the baby? But whatever. Yeah. Babies all look the same. But whatever. Yes. Except okay, for so sheets. just to make it quick, we're all wondering, one, how did they find the baby? Two, what are they going to do now that they know? And three, why in the world did June confirm to the other people that that was her husband? Now, we already know the Waterfords knew that's her husband, but they also knew June was the one who took the baby and gave him to him. Right. So that, okay. But the other two people in the room... No, like why? Why would you? Because they already your... know. They already know. I yes. I was surprised when she said yes. I, I wasn't. I I what? What did she say? And then I was like, okay, lie about the name. Just lie about his yes. name. They were asking her. You know, mm-hmm. she said yes twice, and I thought this is kind of crazy. She yeah. can't lie because they already know. Like just They'll like get you said, it, it's huh? in the future. They already have the social media. They already have that information. Okay. I know. You're true. Yeah, true. Who true, true. they stole? Because they stole June. <laughs> so like they know who they stole. Right. Um, but. I just wonder, yeah, you know, if there's going to be consequences. Um, you know, and we were talking before the show mm-hmm. if they can actually go there and maybe try to pull the baby. But as you mentioned, I don't think they the can. baby's a, a refugee, obviously. So. Legalities, yeah. And technically, they have no claim. June has a claim to the child. So, so then, what was the point of sort of lo- to just make sure the baby was safe? I, I just wonder, like, what was the point of of maybe? I mean, if they can try and and steal the baby back, I think they would definitely do that. Oh, right, within their power. Huh. But let's go ahead into predictions just. For Quickly as we can. So, okay, of course, yeah. Lauren, yeah, go for it, girl. <laughs> um, I definitely think that uh, June's talk with Serena mm-hmm. is going to empower her to push a little harder to get her voice back. 
I think um, Aunt Lydia is going to maybe reevaluate herself. She's still going to be a biatch, but mm-hmm. she might, you know, kind of tone it down just in the tiniest mm-hmm. bit. And then hopefully we see Commander Lawrence again because I want June to start plotting. I want the wills to turn. Cool. Veronica. Yeah, I agree. Um, uh, something that kind of like st- stood in my head was when uh, June and Serena were talking, and Serena felt defeated, but June made it uh, made it a point to uh, tell her that you know you have some. What she said, you have some of the point, or mm-hmm. um, she said something like, uh, "Wear the dress, pull the strings." Yeah. Um, and then she's like, oh, well, I don't have as much power as you think. I only have power to a certain point. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, June came in with that line. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's a point. So so I think we're going to start seeing Serena turn. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really hope so. I'm ready for <laughs> it. And, uh, you know, and that's only the beginning. Okay. Of cool. this uh, hopeful resistance. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully resistance. We'll see. I don't know. I think that with the next episode, we're definitely going to see that interaction between Luke and the Waterfords, which I'm not looking forward to because I don't trust them to do right by Luke. I also feel that uh, the visuals are stunning in this episode. Yes. I just want to talk about how gorgeous everyone looked, even though it was like horrible Gilead. And I feel that with the resistance with the women, it's going to just take longer than they think. I don't think as many women are going to be as on board as June would like. Yeah. And I think the people that are easiest to get to, honestly, would probably be a lot of the handmaids and the Jezebels. And we can't leave out the Jezebels. All yeah. right. Well, that wraps <laughs> up this episode again. of The Handmaid's Tale on AfterBuzz TV. Thank you guys so Ooh. much for tuning in. I'm Adrian Snow. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Miss Adrian Snow. Sorry, I mumbled that real fast, but where can they find all of you? <laughs> Hey everyone, find me online at Veronica, the letter B, online, um, everywhere really. <laughs> and you can find me on all social media at Lauren the Truth. All right, thank you all so much for tuning in, and we will see you next week. Same time, same channel. Resist. Yes. Subscribe. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.